Hello and welcome to Small Town Big Business, a podcast about doing big businesses in small town across the Midwest United States. I'm Russell Williams, Director of Ethos Small Business Incubator and Co-working Spaces. And I'm Allison Hassler with Southern Illinois Vacation Rentals. We come to you from a downtown location in Marion, Illinois. It's called the Citadel Building. We're right here on Tower Square Plaza, and it is the home of Ethos Small Business Incubator Co-working Spaces. Hey, we want to thank our sponsors for making this podcast available. It's Fowler Heating and Cooling, Arcadia Wealth Group, Light Diamond Harley-Davidson and RV, the Watermark Auto Group Foundation, Swinford Media Group, and of course our producers at Union Street Arts. And you can join Small Town Big Business wherever you listen to podcasts, including our Facebook Live group, as well as YouTube. Subscribing is free, and you won't miss upcoming episodes that are released every two weeks. If you want to know more about the Small Town Big Business podcast or what's happening in downtown Marion, Illinois, you can contact me, Russell Williams, at russell at watermarkethos.org, or you can look for our Facebook page, which is Ethos at the Citadel on Tower Square Plaza. If you're new to our podcast, thank you for joining us and welcome. We interview successful business owners to find out how and why they thrive in small towns. And our guest today is Nina Wilson of Nina Wilson Photography. Hi. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining us, Nina. Uh, I'm very excited to be here. Um, thank you for having me. Uh, I've enjoyed watching and listening to the podcast and I just love what you guys are doing with oh, it. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. This is going to be the best one ever. Uh, I think so. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, we got the hard part out of the way. Our uh, introductions and Yeah, all I was those nervous things. for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. We're really experts. Should at, I have at notes? That. I don't have any notes. Mm, you're fine. Okay. <laughs> well, you are from Christopher, correct? Yes. So you're not yes. from the Marion area. You mm-hmm. are around here a lot. Yes. Because you have a lot of clients here. You yeah. have clients all over uh, not just Southern Illinois, but all over mm-hmm. the United States, which is really yeah. cool. Yeah. So tell us about yourself and we'll okay. di- dive into what you do and how you do. Okay. Well, I'm Nina Wilson. I am a f- photographer. I photograph for small businesses, brands. Um, and then I also kind of focus creatively for my own sake and art and, um, yeah, that's a little different than what we think of photography around here because we think of event photography. Yeah. Yes, weddings. Yeah, I don't. I don't really take and, weddings or yeah. um, the family stuff or like pose props, any of that kind of stuff. It's really focused on creating content and highlighting small businesses and giving them the tools so that they can grow and so that they can do their best. Very and, cool. Uh, you know, I really want to bring them to the level that we see what I think most people consider a large business, you know, ads for Target, things like that. You know, I want them to feel like they have the same kind of like tools to position themselves in that light and to show themselves and like, you know, like, wow, that's, that's in Southern Illinois. That's a small business and it looks really professional. Awesome. Um, So growing up in Christopher, Illinois, which is not too far from here, it's just a couple counties away. Yeah. Were you always interested in photography? What? Um, yes. Yeah. I. I mean, I have I have a little Pocahontas, like flip book where you slid the pictures in the film pictures, and it's got like my stuffed animals and stuff lined up, and I would take them with like disposable cameras and things, um, when I was like really small. But 
I've always had a love for art. Um, I think it's kind of random in my family. My grandmother, my mom's from New York. Okay. And my New, New York, New York, New York State. New um outside she grew up in Yonkers. Okay. Sure. Um so just kind of like outside of New York City and her mom went to Juilliard for ballet and piano. Um and then her and my dad met in the carnival business. They both separately ran games. My dad's from Southern Illinois. Actually, Coelho, is, or North City, very small town of like 500 people. Yeah. You know, he they live in the house his dad was born in. Oh, okay. Um, but they had both joined the carnival and had games like the Duquesne State Fair. Okay. Um, and travel and... In the off season, they always go to Florida, where like all the game shows go, mm-hmm. and they met there and traveled on the road and ended up having me. And they just celebrated their thirty seventh wedding anniversary. Wow! So Exciting. yeah, traveled up and down the East Coast until I was about three when my brother was born, uh-huh. and then came back here. So you have a unique spirit kind of flowing through yeah. your. Your bloodline there. Yeah, I think that is so I cool. think that's definitely contributed to who I am and um, what I do and what sets me apart is just yeah. That is good. Yeah. Well, you are definitely one of the most <laughs> free spirits that I know and Thank very you. creative. Uh, do you think that that has influenced you at all in your creative outlets and how you think about things and? Um, yeah, like what the way I grew up or like having those parts of yes I think I think it definitely has I've always um, I guess done things differently Uh, my mom said I was a very strong-willed child (laughs) Um, maybe the red hair you know I don't know but very strong-willed and had just just always did things differently. She had a teacher when I was younger say, you're, you're just going to have to do things different with her. She, you know, it's, it's not good. It's not bad. It's just, you're just going to have to do things differently. Um, I don't think I could ever work in a normal, normal setting and, you know, nine to five kind of job. Um, you know, when I did in high school and stuff, I, it just was kind of a mess. I mean, not, I didn't do bad, but you know, I worked at like restaurants and stuff and, I'd ask one time, like, well, how come I don't ever get considered for that position? They're like, do you even want that? We know you don't care. You just kind of come here and play around and go home. (laughs) And I'm like, well, yeah. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it's always always been there. And, like, I've always wanted to be creative. Um, And being in a small town, especially a town like Christopher, there's not... It's not as encouraged, not that it was discouraged, it's seen maybe differently, um, but it's not sports. It's not, you know, what they're used to, you know, that being a career, that being a path growing up. Um, so that was always kind of a struggle of, you know, like, can I do this when everything else around me is kind of like, no, there's no options for that here, mm-hmm. especially like a creative, you know, I've always wanted to do something more than just like, I was like, oh, I love families and I want to do photography. I want to take pictures of people mm-hmm. in love or weddings or things like that. Mm-hmm. It was like, no, I want to like, 
I want to create these wild things and do like editorial type stuff. Mm. Um, Where do you think that came from? I mean, did you learn that in school or was it, did other people model that or you think just from within? Um, no, I, I mean, it wasn't in school. It wasn't, my mom kept a lot of art. You know, I grew up around like books um, of artists and those kind of things, you know, the coffee table books and art on the walls. So I, there was an exposure to it, but I wouldn't say it was overly, um, you know, put in front of me. Mm -hmm. You know, she worked, she, you know, when we came back here, she ended up getting just kind of a regular job and she worked a lot. Um, my dad worked. Um, so it wasn't like she was taking me to do all these things. You know, we go to a ballet or something, but um, it just, I don't know, it was just always there. Mm. And when I was younger, I don't think I quite saw it or understood it for like what, like what was there. Mm -hmm. I just knew there was something that I wanted that wasn't here. Mm -hmm. um, there was, you know, something inside that I wanted to find or express. And yeah, so I, I as I got older, I started to figure out, I used to draw more. Mm -hmm. And then, so it's, so it's always just been art in general. And then as I got older, that slowly started to shift. I got a film camera when I was about 15, 14 or 15. Yeah. Um, and that's probably when I really started okay. getting into photography. And At stuff. what point did you say, this is a business? This is my career. Was it, was it a day that you could say that or just, it just, your life moved on and that's what it became? I, when I first went to school, I went to John A. After, right after high school and I was like, okay, I'm going to go for art. They didn't have anything specific for photography. They had one class actually. Um, so I was, at that point, I was still kind of like, I just, whatever I can do in art. I didn't know exactly what to do with photography. And then I started like, no, this is what I want to do. I mean, I enjoy drawing and painting, but that's not, um, it wasn't, it didn't feel like I had the fire for that to yeah. really go somewhere with it. Um, or kind of the, I don't know, I can be a little lazy, you know, like painting takes a lot of time photos are like done, <laughs> you know, yeah. a couple of clicks. Um, I mean, there's a lot of time into the setups and stuff, but, um, in college I started to kind of offer like portraits and stuff. And then I took the one class at John A and I was like, well, that's, that's that, I guess I'll go to another school and take their photography class. Cause I, um, I couldn't do the generals. I, I went to three different colleges and I just kind of skipped out on all my generals. I would do like the bare minimum of what they would make me. Um, and then be like, well, I'm going to take these art classes. Yeah. And then once I take what I could, I'd go, yeah. I went to Ren Lake and then I ended up in Nashville, Tennessee at the art Institute. Um, and so I had kind of like done business, you know, very just like, here and there, people paid me for sessions or weddings or something like that. Um, because here there was very much the mindset, oh, you're gonna be a photographer, well, you're gonna shoot weddings, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You're gonna take family pictures and weddings. And I was like- And babies. I guess, yeah, and babies, you know? So, I mean, I did, but it never, it wasn't fulfilling for me, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, I, I found parts of it that I loved, you know? 
getting to like document the moments, but um, there was still something missing. So I went to Nashville hoping that that would give me that kind of, like I wanted to experience art. That's, yeah. that's it. Um, and I got a little bit of that. And then I ended up getting married and moving to Oregon and didn't know what to do as far as school. I was like, well, do I want to finish? Do I want to keep going? Um, and I ended up having my two kids. And so I just kind of took that time to study everything I could. When I was at the Art Institute, one of the teachers um, was teaching us with YouTube videos. It was like a, an advanced lighting class with like equipment, taking it on location, and we were just sitting in the room watching YouTube, mm. paying a couple thousand dollars for the class. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I'm not, I'm not gonna do this. If I, if mm-hmm. if she's being paid to show me YouTube videos, I can I can teach can myself this, this stuff. Yeah. 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 And I talked to my advisors, and she's like, she's, you've got an eye if you find somebody maybe your mentor you know the business part is what you have to learn you're not going to miss out on opportunities by not having the degree so i just used the time like pregnant and with babies to study as much as i could online and find all the resources uh, that i could um and then started kind of photographing them in our home and documenting and really got into like the documentary style photography and just practicing um so then when we came back here in 2016 is when I was like, okay, I'm, this is what I'm going to do. I feel like I've learned enough. I've got the skills. Now I feel comfortable. I studied about business, you know, as much as I could online, how, how to set my prices, how to do all the different things. Um, so 2016 was like when I really started to focus on business. And I did come back and start taking some weddings and kind of focused on family photos in that documentary style where I would just come and um, hang out. It it kind of confused people. I had to really like explain what I was doing well to them because they're like, oh, well, we'll pose and do this. And I'm like, no, I'm just gonna come and like hang out Mm -hmm. with you. Like, what do you like to do? Do you get ice cream? Do you do puzzles? Like, we'll do those things, like Mm -hmm. make breakfast and I'll come and photograph you while you do it. and I love that, but it was still kind of that struggle, like this isn't quite it, something's mm-hmm. not there. And living in Portland, I'd seen all these kind of obscure businesses or maybe like dead business, like a shoe shine, like a whole shop that you, you know, this is what people are doing for their living. It's just like, you come in and get your shoes shine. Mm-hmm. Like nobody does that anymore. How can that sustain? But then you look at like you, look them up and you see them online and they have these beautiful photographs and it looks like this whole experience Mm -hmm. and um, the way they marketed themselves is what enabled them to be successful and have kind of like these really unique, odd little businesses and it work. Um, So I was like, I wanna do that here. Mm -hmm. There's there's people with unique, cool businesses here. Mm -hmm. There's people doing things and I want to, I wanna find them and give them those tools that I found is working in other places. There's no reason that we can't do anything that's being done in like a larger city. You know, it's just somebody has to do it. Somebody has to make it happen. You know, we can have all those attractions and and all of that. So for those that don't 
know what editorial style photography mm-hmm. is, which I know that for our YouTube and Facebook listeners, we can have Luke mm-hmm. show some examples of yeah. your beautiful artwork, the, yeah. your photography mm-hmm. of how you present editorial style Mm-hmm. Uh, branding photography, but can you explain that a little bit to our listeners that are listening to the podcast? How yeah. that's separated from traditional maybe ad photography? Mm-hmm. So editorial, I mean, it, it's what you would see in the magazine. It is kind of based in like the fashion, but it's a story. Um, so instead of like that individual image of just like we can use jewelry for an example. Yeah, jewelry. Okay, so just an individual image of like the earring. It tells the story of like the person who's wearing that. Um, it it's a deeper level. It's more creative, you know. In that fashion sense, you see like these fashion stories that are kind of wild and stuff. You look through, and there's like seven pages of you know different outfits in this wild setting. That's editorial and I fully believe that small businesses can go that route and do those things but it the point is that it's going to tell a story no matter how wild that may be visually um it tells a story for the brand or the product it it kind of walks you through so that you get a sense of a deeper meaning like what it's like to own that or experience that um yeah I think think that yeah that clear now that you're like can you describe (laughs) it i want to like use all these like visual cues (laughs) sure that nobody can see but yeah that that would be how i describe editorial it's it's about a story this storytelling aspect can you give some examples of who your clients are i know that you do have some jewelry clients Uh and you have them from throughout the united states i have some jewelry clients on the East Coast. Um, one is named Cindy Libel. She is a metalsmith, so she hand makes these very beautiful, petite um, metal hammered, and just there's some jewels, but it's it's a very kind of minimalist, architectural inspired um, designs. And she sends me, you know, about. 10 or so items and I photograph them on models and do you know a couple months worth of content for her and send them back and so she uses that on her website and her social media and then also in print um, in flyers and magazines that she gets yeah. featured in she uses all of that um, and she's one of my favorite I would love to be able to go and photograph her working in her workshop because I really love um, photographing people with a trade like yeah. the mm-hmm. somebody working with their hands like it's just fascinating to me um i have kind of a variety of different clients i have rindleman's orchard i do seasonal stuff with them so talk about the orchard because some people that are listening may not know so rindleman's orchard is a fairly large peach apple um they even have pumpkins and then mm-hmm. flower orchard so they supply all all over it's a pretty large um farm and they have you know kind of like activities attractions there there's beautiful flower fields that you yeah, there's zinnia pick field. flowers. people yes. come from miles around i know i have yeah to take pictures in their zinnia fields yeah yeah um some goats and you know some animals that you can play with and then a little shop and then they have some also products of their own like 
um, apple butter and mm. peach salsa that's pretty delicious mm. um, so they're a yeah definitely a larger area and Michelle that she she does amazing on mm-hmm. her social media. She really knows what she's doing and shares that story. So I have come and I've photographed, um, and like at five in the morning, getting there when the mm. the farmers get there and going out and photographing them picking the peaches and loading them up and the the tractors that they pull them and they have these really neat bags that like open from the bottom so they can just like dump them in. Um, and then other stuff like around the farm and she uses that as content and then on her website and stuff to tell their story yeah and And they do a fantastic job michelle is fantastic another person we need to have on the podcast michelle uh you have these beautiful pictures of michelle and her husband and you know the workers and how they're experiencing life on the farm Mm -hmm. and then she matches that these beautiful photos with a diary of a peach farmer and these stories of how their day is and a day in the life of being farmers in southern illinois and it's a Mm -hmm. beautiful story and she has so many followers uh thanks to you and thanks to that creative uh, way of advertising so yes. it's a great marketing tool mm-hmm. where people you're not seeing buy my peach it's yeah here's our life and it makes me want to support their business mm-hmm. and yeah. I think that that's a very unique way of marketing and a unique and it may not be so unique in urban areas but you've really brought that to southern Illinois of mm-hmm. how to give an experience to the marketing brand and how you can apply that no matter what you do Mm -hmm. yeah i that's that's what i want to do is show they always say like the midwest is behind five years on like what's going on but with the internet now there's no reason to be behind um and this is what is being done you know in other places and you think about big companies like you know business owners that are listening you have they know the importance of a website um squarespace when they advertise for use our services as a host for your website what they show is small business owners working it shows a peek into their life they're not just showing you know graphics that say come use our site it it is it's a story of these people use our site this is their business this is what their life looks like and this is them succeeding um so yeah bringing that like so you're a storyteller yeah yeah, yeah, ultimately that's what it comes down to is telling yeah. the stories and seeing them. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think, one thing that I've kind of been told sets me apart is um, people say when they see the picture I've taken of them, they're like, I've never seen myself like that, but I feel like I'm really seeing myself. Yeah. Um, so I really like to kind of maybe capture the soul and you know the best i can and get in the moment with them and really see what they're passionate about yeah where's the challenges because nina we've been talking about opportunities Mm -hmm. and there's lots of opportunities as you have said here in small town and you really would like small businesses you want to partner with them and 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 let them expand but what's the challenges for yourself being in small towns and being in business too i think one of the challenges is maybe a lack of knowledge with business owners on the importance of it. Mm. Um, there can be 
a, a disconnect in like the social media so you know like they don't really see the importance of instagram or um some of those things facebook's you know the website and having it all together or telling their story so i think there's still a lot of education that i have to do before you know somebody even considers me mm-hmm. um because they just they just don't know the importance you know maybe they don't see it around mm-hmm. i would say that's that's kind of a challenge yeah. um especially when i first started offering it mm-hmm. um there was a lot of kind of like oh well i don't i don't know that i really need that or like what difference does that make um seeing maybe them being able to see that like return on investment right. you know can be a challenge but yeah. i think it's starting to shift and people are like okay that is important yeah. we do need to do that and it's not a one and done because like right. when websites became popular everyone's like okay well i've got a website now i can yeah. check that off my list yeah or facebook mm-hmm. page right mm-hmm. i can check the facebook page off of it's constant right yeah well yeah. And i think maybe some people are still there but i've already checked that off. i've got a website i mm. i made a facebook page you know they think sure. like you said uh-huh. one and done from um from 1999 or yes, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um so it, it is it is something that you have to constantly be updated and keep up and it can feel like a lot but you know i always try to tell people like this makes it easier when you have a, a stock of photos to pull from it's easier to post it's yeah. easier yeah. to do that um because stories have to stay fresh. Yes. Right. Yeah. I can't tell you the same story that I've told you over and over again, and your your business is going to grow. Right. You have to tell the fresh story because life yeah. is fresh. Yeah. Life keeps happening. Yeah, and a lot of people are like, "Well, I don't, I don't want to share my, my personal life, you know, with my business. I don't, I don't want to do that and post those kind of things, or I don't really want to be in the photos." And I'm like, you know, I try to explain that there's a balance where you can show a personal side and it not be you know i woke up this morning and it was just an awful day you know like going through the (laughs) the details that don't matter you know a lot of that may not matter to your business or to your clients but figuring out what does matter and is personal and connecting you know to them kind of like you would when they walk into your shop yeah you know if if you have a shop or you know if you don't imagine you have a shop that somebody's going to walk in, what are you going to say to them? What are you going to tell them? Are you going to be like, I have this on sale today. And then that's it. And that's all you say to them. Or, you know, you're going to have a real conversation with them. And I think it's important to treat social media kind of the same way. You're connecting with real people. Do you find that small business owners that you talk to have any sort of struggle of getting outside of that box? Especially when I'm thinking of uh, people that have say a very specific product Mm -hmm. and whether they have it on Etsy already and they have their, you know, whether it's jewelry or dog collars or, Mm -hmm. you know, metal work and they say, oh, well, I have, I have pictures. It's pictures of my product, Mm -hmm. but you're talking about going that next level of giving the experience of how do you make it? What kind of life do you have? What kind of life do your customers have and how do they uh, how is their life enhanced by having your product? Mm-hmm. And I see that with your photography, and I think that that's really amazing. Um, but do you find it difficult to 
share that experience with the small business owners? Because I know being one, it's hard to get out of that space when you're in the space all the time and starting mm-hmm. to think creatively because that's that's your job. You think creatively. Yeah. Um, I think I can... I try to keep it as like, if I'm, if I'm your customer, you know, I do work with a lot of businesses that I would support and I try to keep that, um, genuine connection. You know, there's businesses that I've turned away that are like, you know, this isn't something that I necessarily would, not that I wouldn't support them, but you know, I'm not going to, I don't connect with this. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think being able to describe to them from the outside, um, oh, well, you know, I see your product like this, and, you know, it it is more than just kind of a picture. I I try to kind of show them the best I can. If we meet and they're still kind of not there, you know, I will um, take a picture of something for them, you know, so they can actually see it yeah. and be like, well, this. And then they're like, wow, I... You know, it's like the product has an emotion almost, you know, because, yeah, it does. And I think you're right. I think the proof is in the pudding. I think people may feel a little awkward. Yeah. And then when you show them your results, because you're Mm -hmm. you're so good. Thank you. Uh, My wife, Rocio, you had her come up here Mm -hmm. and and do some jewelry, right? And I'm sure she felt kind of awkward about that. But then when Mm -hmm. she got the photos or saw the photos, she's like, Russ, Russ, come here. It's like, this is amazing. (laughs) And I was like, you're right. She is, you know, my yeah. wife's beautiful, but still, yes, you know, and she did, she did great. She was very confident and stuff. And, you know, I tried to set up a situation instead of just like sit here and pose. And that makes people feel more comfortable, you know, when, when I'm talking to them and they're like, well, I don't really know what, what to show. What do you, you know, what would you show with my product? It's kind of is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, like, well, it, it's more than just that. It's more than just sitting on a shelf. And I'm like, well, what do you do with it? You know, show me. I almost kind of try to trick them into, well, just show me real quick, like, what, what you would do with this. Like, how does this work? Or what's your normal day like? And then they'll start kind of doing that and telling me. And then I start taking the pictures and they're like, oh, I didn't realize we were starting now. I'm like, well, you're you're working now. You're doing it now. Yeah. So, Yeah. That's where it starts. It's like with what you do. Um, so it is interesting to kind of try to figure out people in that way. I'm like, okay, what do I have to, what are their blocks and what do I have to kind of like work around to get them to see and stuff, you know, those kind of things, the mental, the mentality that they have. Um, being so close to the business, like you said, you yeah. you don't always see it all. And I, I mean, I feel the so, same way. You know, like I keep up my marketing stuff and put stuff out there, and then I'll look at it and be like, what do people think of me? Like, what what am I putting out? Do they do they know these things? You know, we miss it because we're so close. Um, so I try to give them something that they can get a fuller picture. What advice would you give to small business owners that are just starting out that Mm -hmm. may not understand the investment of documenting and giving an editorial style view of of photography for their business? Mm -hmm. Um, I would say, and a lot of people don't, if just take pictures, just start. 
showing what you're doing, you know, and document it for yourself. Think mm-hmm. of it as like a, a catalog. You don't have to share any of that right away. Um, but document it so that you can look back, you know, to track your growth. And that's how, you know, some people, um, depending on the business, a lot of business owners have that more like analytical mind. So put it into that term of, okay, here's what I've, I'm doing, here's what I've done, here's the steps I've taken. So start by documenting that. And then, you know, you're going to have a bunch of stuff to share and you're going to be able to work up to being able to bring somebody on to show that from the outside. And you're, it's going to make more sense. You'll feel more comfortable because you've already been kind of doing that. Um, you know, kind of like, like you would share to your best friend that lives in another town. You have to show them with a picture. You don't get to bring them over to show them. So, you know, think of it. Think of your client as your best friend. What would you say to them? What would you, you know, want to show them? And then just kind of, I think that takes away that separation of I'm speaking to everybody and showing all these things. Um, that feels like they're, oh, they're getting so many strangers are looking into my life or what I do can feel very uncomfortable. So if you kind of just make it one person, I'm just talking to this one person whenever I post, whenever I take pictures, um, just this one person, my best friend. I actually, you know, it's it's kind of the ideal client, yeah. you know, worksheet that you would do for that. Um, mine's actually named Allison. <laughs> I, before we had started working together, I was like, you know, working on like, okay, if I'm going to be talking to this one person, and that's who I kind of direct things to in my mind when I'm writing like social media posts. Um, it's going to be this person named Allison. Her name is going to be funny. Allison. And um, so it's your avatar. Yes, yep. that is go. my avatar. Um, so yeah, I think that helps take away that fear of like, this is a lot to show. This is a lot to do. Um, you know, and then like investment wise, investing that in that I understand it can be scary. Um, but it's, I try to personally, I want to give a lot. If I take it, I want you to have it. You know, I'm not going to withhold things. And if you can use it multiple times, I want people, I want people to have kind of like evergreen content. It should be something that you can post again. You can go back. It's not something once you've posted it, like it, you can't post it again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that I try to make, I understand that investment being big and I want people to feel secure and I want them to feel like excited, you know, once they get it back and see like, Oh wow, this is my business. And you're looking at this like little portfolio of it in a way. And you're like, wow. So one of the other things that I see that you, that sticks out, a little bit more with you and your photography mm-hmm. is your use of models mm-hmm. and that you even if you're a business owner that says I understand the concept I like the concept of branding photography but I'm not in fr- comfortable in front of the camera you bring in your own models mm-hmm. to showcase that um, yeah and that is one of the challenges that I have here is finding models because I want to use real people um, There's I no wanted, real people around here. <laughs> no, I haven't found any. I'm not sure what they are, but not real. Um, no, it, real people being willing to, Be I guess, consider yeah. themselves as a model. Yeah. And it's not, you know, 
yes, you're you're modeling. That's technically what this is, but um, it's a lot like acting. That's what I try to tell people when they model for me. Is I you're just gonna play a scene, you know, and mm-hmm. the scene is that you're using this product. What does that feel like, you know? Um, and that brings in that whole you know personal touch of it um i find that people and there's there's statistics and stuff that i'm not a numbers person i just kind of go by what i feel but people pay more attention like when there's a person Mm -hmm. in it um and especially for small businesses here if you're working locally and somebody models everybody that they know is gonna be like wow look at this picture of my friend and they're going to share it because that's their friend. So then you're like also spreading. So I do try when I find models for a business, I try to keep, keep it into someone who would actually shop at their business. Yeah. You know, I want it, I want everything to be as real and authentic as possible. So when I do create these scenes or settings and stuff, um, I don't want it to be somebody who's like, I have, never eaten a peach in my life i'm you know i'm allergic to peaches and they're just like not comfortable with it um or somebody who likes outdoors you know somebody somebody who doesn't like outdoors i'm not gonna be like hey we're gonna go on a hike and you just love doing this you know because this backpack makes it so much easier and you love it and when actually they hate doing that in general so um I think models really help. And that's another thing with like what bigger cities are doing. That's what you're going to find. Um, you know, St. Louis, even there's model agencies. That's what these bigger businesses are doing. They're bringing people in like that. And so why not do that here? Sure. You know, do you have model calls? Do you have a, a way for people to get a hold of you if they say, Nina, I'd be, I would, I think it would be fun to model. Hmm. Yeah. And I, I do put out model calls. I reach out personally sometimes, you know, I kind of look and like, okay, who do I know? And like, look for like acquaintances and stuff like that. And be like, this person would be very well suited for this brand's um, images. Um, You know, like I said, that is one of the biggest challenges because some, sometimes just this person reaching out to you on Instagram, like, Hey, do you want to model is intimidating and scary, you know? I had somebody recently that's like, I'm very uncomfortable in front of the camera. She's like, I'll do it, but I'm very uncomfortable. And she did great, you know, but um, I definitely have people like, no, no, I'm not. I'm too uncomfortable with that. Like, I'm not photogenic and stuff, Um, you know, and like St. Louis has a modeling agency and then like Chicago, there's not anything here. And that's something I think start of a business there. Yeah, that's something I think needs to change. And I've been kind of. thinking about how that should change and what that could look like because there are enough people here and we have a you know between the whole southern illinois area it's pretty large and we have a diverse community of people and i would like to show people here you know and also make it easier for myself than like kind of like having to like research and dig and not feel quite as creepy being like hi would you like to model you don't know who i am but (laughs) would you like to take pictures that you know let me take pictures of you um and i always pay models because i think that's important to you know to compensate people because a business is going to make money off of them yeah and what they you know their images that they're in and they'll be like oh no it's nothing it's fine you know but like 
we're all making money, so you should too. You know, it's, and I think it's something that people could, you know, do for fun. It's fun, part-time, make a little extra money, um, make a difference for somebody else too, Yeah, you know. Well, I have a good-looking golden retriever. If you ever need, <laughs> I've got, I can, I got his number. Well, I, I might be dog, in contact about that That'd soon. be great, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Now it sounds like you're always out and about doing location work, but you have a landing spot. You have a studio office. Yes. Tell us about where that's um, at. And I business. share a studio space with uh, Deliciously Ordinary. So it's. I mean, I have I have all my backdrops and stuff there. You know, it was really nice to get those out of my house, mm-hmm. specifically my bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's in downtown Carterville. Downtown Carterville. Yeah. Right on the main street there um it's it's been an up and down i do shoot a lot on location i enjoy that but it's very nice to have a place that if the weather interferes um i'm getting ready to take on a client who wants you know kind of studio lighting um solid backdrop kind of images you know and before i had the studio i'd have to be like oh well i need to find a building that's going to have like a nice light and really just plain walls mm-hmm. you know and it's it's really hard like you can't you can't just google like nice building with plain walls that they'll allow me in you know because <laughs> not every every place will you know you have a you see a place like oh but they're not going to allow me to shoot there mm-hmm. for this um and outside doesn't work so it's been really nice to do that. So I am now trying to utilize that more mm-hmm. and come up with stuff. Um, you know, I do still like to do the creative portrait work for myself, but also people see that and then they want that. So mm-hmm. I'm starting to offer kind of maybe quarterly mm-hmm. that kind of like creative portrait work for like non-businesses, you know, just people yeah. who want something like that because another very important thing to all of it for me is the art you know the art of storytelling the art of what's captured in the image you know i want people's businesses to be like this could be framed and you know like i want it to look that good yeah so how could someone contact you if they wanted to inquire about your services i have a website it's nina wilson dot photography and then um i'm on instagram and those would probably be the best two places through email on my website or on Instagram. And that's, you know, I, I do use the Facebook, but it it's not as smooth for messaging. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I try to be responsive and, you know, on my website, you can see all the stuff I've done. So one of the things about being at Ethos and being in an incubator is helping businesses, especially startup businesses, and helping them get off the ground. What is something that you feel like would be really beneficial if, say, you were starting in 2016? What Mm -hmm. were some of those pieces that you would have found beneficial as an upcoming business owner? Um, Anything that you would find helpful or... I think when I was first starting, it would have been really nice to have a place like this to come to really learn the structure, the the basic business structure, like what do you do to get started? Do you need um, a license? Do you need these kind of things? You know, 
that kind of stuff that maybe somebody would learn in business school, but you know, it's life and you need to start your business now. So that kind of, um, and as you pointed out earlier, not all of us fit in like a school academic. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not for everybody. I, I wouldn't have been able to probably do business school. It just, somebody told me in high school, my best advice, if you want to be an artist, go to school for business. You can learn the art on its own, but you got to learn the business. And I don't think I would have made it through. Um, but yeah, so those kind of like foundations would have been really helpful because I felt very intimidated and also the mindset of like, you have to do these certain things to be really a business. Um, so I guess some encouragement from like other business owners, like, no, you know, you're accepted here as a real business. We're not going to look down on you because you didn't meet these certain criteria of like official business school kind of things. Um, but having people to kind of look to as mentors and guidance yeah. in definitely that business world and structure and foundation and getting started and feeling official. Did you have anything else you wanted to say on the podcast? Um, I don't know. No, I mean, it's, yeah. it's been great. I'm really excited to see the growth of Southern Illinois. I think yeah. it can really be um, a place that people want to stay. Yeah. You know, that there can be things to do here and it can be exciting yeah. and it can be a place where you can thrive and grow and yeah. um, do, you know, things that you're passionate about and yeah. well you're very much part of that growth i know you're not only Thank here you. in downtown marion mm-hmm. you're in other small communities too but yeah. i thought you actually lived here somewhere close because i would see you all the time yeah i moved in, in the building <laughs> november of 2020 yeah and you're one of the first persons i've met and and mm-hmm. you know did a tour with a lot of other people mm-hmm. and i'm like oh that's really cool i didn't know nina was around here and then as i got to know what you did mm-hmm. it really you really do have a unique spirit which adds a lot of life thank you yeah thank you uh that was you know a secret marketing trick i tried to just kind of <laughs> be everywhere yeah. <laughs> if i'm there then you yeah. know can't miss the opportunities so yeah, yeah I'd, I'd be around here a lot um mount vernon you know carbondale cool. um i'll be in paducah friday so that's good i just kind of try to try to be there and no, it's fun i'm known everywhere. you know yeah. yeah meet people and i love i love meeting people yeah um and really glad that you guys are here to offer this space to people can meet yeah. and encourage each other and lift people up and um you know i think it's a very exciting time for southern illinois yeah. and i just hope that more and more people start to see that yeah. and i i mean they're going to so yeah thank you so much <laughs> yeah thank you so nina wilson of nina wilson photography thank you so much for joining us today it's been fun thank i told you it'd be a fun me. interview it would be i, I think and it is I think so right? yes. your beautiful I've spirit and mm-hmm. i love seeing the photography that you do i hope that this interview exposes you to more people to let small business owners, other small business owners think Mm -hmm. outside of the box and how that they can brand and market their business and reach out to you to let you help them market their business because you do such fantastic work. I would love that. I, I would, I would love that because I love to see them do well. And, you know, I just get really excited when people are like, Oh, that thing you photographed for me sold or like, you know, it's, um, it's really exciting and seeing people be what they imagine themselves at their best self 
you know, to be and helping them get there. Yeah, that's cool. It's very fulfilling and love it. Well, I know that you listen and watch our podcast. And I want to thank everybody for listening and watching the Small Town Big Business Podcast. And we also want to thank our sponsors for making this possible. Uh, Fowler Heating and Cooling, the Arcadia Wealth Group, Black Diamond, Harley-Davidson and RV, the Watermark Auto Group Foundation, Swinford Media Group, and of course our producers at Union Street Art. Luke O'Neill does a great job in putting, packaging this all together and making us all sound and look good. And so thank you very much, Luke. Yes, thank you, Luke. Look for the Small Town Big Business episodes wherever you listen to your podcast, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Podbean, and Apple. You can also find us on YouTube and our Facebook channel for future episodes. Remember, subscribing is free and you can hear our new episodes that are released every two weeks. And I'm your host, Allison Hassler. And Russell Williams. Thanks for joining us. (laughs) 